Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. After six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to VSIN Final Countdown, hour two, live from Las Vegas at our South Point studio here. And this is something, Matt, we have been teasing throughout the course of the week that we are finally doing today. An update on, you know, where we feel about our preseason futures bets Mm -hmm. in the NFL now that we are at the quarter mark. And um, I think it's safe to say for some of these bets, we are at a quarter life crisis. Oh, I have a lot of I have a lot of bets that are dead already. So where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about our bets that are dead in the water or our bets that we're feeling good about? Let's start with the ones we feel good about. The ones that mine that were like dead in the water. I didn't even like list in here because it's like, (laughs) of course I hate those. They're dead already. Like, you know, I had Elijah Mitchell as, as like offensive player of the year. I mean, he got hurt in game one, you know, like, so the ones that are just completely dead, I didn't even, I didn't even list, but like the ones that are, that are there that I'm really, really happy with right now. Look, I have Jalen Hurts MVP at 40 to 1, and I don't know if he gets there. It's going to be a pretty daunting task to overtake Josh Allen unless Josh Allen really stumbles somewhere along the way and or, you know, and I don't wish injury on anyone, even mm-hmm. if it is for one of my bets, or or gets injured. So um, that being said, I think, though, I will put myself in a position to at least make some sort of money no matter what because unless Jalen Hurts really, really goes downhill – It'll probably be between him and Allen and Mahomes, most likely, is my guess, because I do think Lamar. I was like, don't count, up, don't count one other guy out. I do think Lamar kind of 
again, I'm not sold on this Ravens team quite yet. But um, yeah, but that's because their defense, not because yes, their offense. True, true, and, and and their defense being bad certainly helps him if he has to throw a ton more, exactly. and that helps his counting stats. But if they don't make the playoffs, though, he ain't going MVP, and I think there's a chance they don't make the playoffs. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But uh, Jalen Hurts, it, as long as he's one there and he's one of like the final three. Then I can put in a bet on, right. you know, I can put in a bet on Mahomes. I can put in a bet on on Allen and at least make sure that I get some sort of profit. Because that's a great account. number. So, you had forty to one. Yeah. He's plus five fifty roughly right now at the yeah. majority of books I've seen. Yeah. So, so I, I'm I'm in a great position with him to to probably hedge off at some point and at least you know get myself a nice steak dinner if he doesn't win it. I'm pleased with my Lamar Jackson one, despite mm-hmm. your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> and that has nothing to do with Lamar. It's just the team in general, right? Yeah. Like like I, I'm not. The, the hate for that bet, and it's not even a hate for that bet, I think it's a great bet and certainly a great number. Mine's just more about the team in general, right? Like, I just think that with that defense being so poor that they might not make the playoffs. And, of course, if they don't make the playoffs, you can go. Yeah, no, I understand yeah. that. But I, I hope that they get back on track and start winning some games and are able to overcome some of the deficits of that defense to this point. Um, 11 touchdowns right now, 893 yards passing already, in addition to over 300 yards rushing and the production that he's been able to do on the ground is that dual threat guy potential to have even better numbers or near what he did when he won it in 2019 mm-hmm. if he has um is if he's able to just continue doing what he's been doing to this point. So I really like that one. And another another one that I'm really proud of and excited about, despite the fact that they have two wins already on their schedule, is the Cardinals under their win total at eight mm-hmm. and a half. The adjusted total is already down to seven, seven and a half at most places. And I bet them to miss the playoffs at minus 130, which that number has just skyrocketed to over two and a half dollars. That's a fantastic and number. They are what I thought they were. Yeah. And so that makes me feel good that that's a team that I had a really, really good read on to this yeah, point. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic number. The fact that you were able to get that number is just it is so awesome. Yeah. I, the next one for me, Cal Shanahan, coach of the year at 22 to one. I mean, this was the the thinking behind it is no longer there, but like, <laughs> but it's still a bet that I, I really love and that I have in the account is I was like, okay, if this dude takes this quarterback talking about talking about Trey Lance, of course, takes this quarterback and goes and makes a strong run through the NFC with this guy that people had all these question marks about and all stuff like that. Like he is at least going to be, in the mix. And then again, it's kind of like I'm saying, if you have these longer shot tickets, right, you put yourself in a position to where you can ensure that you make some money, right? Like you really only need the race to get down to two or three guys. And then if that's the case, if you have a long shot on one of the dudes, you can really lock in some sort of profit. And so with, with Shanahan, now the narrative certainly changes, but I think that the ticket is still really, really good. Mm -hmm. And so you look at him at coach of the year at 22 to one, you're taking Jimmy Garoppolo, Basically off the streets. The guy wasn't allowed to practice with you. The guy didn't have a playbook. All these things, like, didn't play in the preseason. None of this stuff. So now you resurrect his career. And I honestly think that this looks even better now, too, because not only did we know that the NFC was going to be the weaker conference anyway, it looks to be even weaker than we thought. Like, it doesn't look like outside of the Eagles. I don't see anyone on the NFC side of things where we're like, That's a really, really good team. Well, and we talk about the Coach of the Year Award is one of those narrative-driven awards, right? And I I hate to put it this way, but if the 49ers were to overcome the deficits that a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo has, despite, like, this guy that you were really hoping could be this wild-card player that takes you to the promised land that you grow and nurture and has the dual-threat ability and has all the tools to make all the throws, even though he just throws a bullet. Um, Hope he gets healthy, by the way, Trey Lance. Um, I would like you to 
actually <laughs> live up to your potential yeah. within the organization if you can. But if they are able to like have such a solid defense, have the weapons around Jimmy Garoppolo and coach up this team enough to overcome some of the issues that Jimmy G clearly has, then I think that's very alive. Then over then then the other part of the narrative too is for this bet to for this bet to get home, which works in my favor as well, is they're going to have to overtake the Rams. Yeah, and, if, and, and they're gonna and they're gonna knock off the defending Super Bowl champions as well. So it's kinda like with it being a narrative based award, it, it is, don't 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 think that it's not, because if not, Belichick would have like twelve of these things already. <laughs> but like it it's it's one of those things where, hey, look, okay, resurrects Jimmy Garoppolo, comes across, knocks off the defending Super Bowl champion, all these different little things somewhere along the way. Over, <laughs> overcomes the starting yes. quarterback going down, you know, in the second game of the season, which even it's though silly it was. silly to say, but, but still. But still, like, there, there's all we these all different things. We all know that how, how Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo is talked about mm-hmm. in the grander scope of the sport. And so I think that that makes yeah. total sense for the argument there. I have a couple defensive player props, um, mm-hmm. season-long player props that I'm pretty happy with to this point. Max Crosby, I had him getting 10 or more sacks this year. He's already got four through four games, which just stay healthy, my man. And I feel pretty <laughs> good about you being able to get there. And Bobby Okariki of the Colts. Over 109 and a half tackles. He's a guy who had 133 last year. I don't think he's going to keep up the pace that he's at right now, but currently on trajectory for around 140, which would be great. I mean, that's not going to happen. A lot of the reason that he's been able to have success early is because Shaq Leonard hasn't largely been playing. Now he's going to be dealing with a concussion, not available this week either. So probably continue to pad the stats early on in the season. I imagine that's going to die down a little bit. But I think that he gets over the 109 and a half, and I feel good about it. Yeah. So there you go. We just still, again, we always wish for no injury. So that's yes. basically all. No all injuries. Yes. Constantly. Those player prop things are are so tricky yes. when it comes to that. That's why I told. That's why I only took Crash, Christian McCaffrey mm. unders. Yeah. That's all I can do. Right. Well, listen on pace. So on listen. pace, I uh, like it. <laughs> the uh, the other one that I that I really love is is Eagles NFC East. And oh, look, and how could you not? This like pl- I mean the plus 150 number. They're now minus 300 to to win the NFC East. And again, it is going to come down. So, uh, Everything always comes down to health. And as so long as this team doesn't get this, you know, charging, ch- chargers in like uh, air, uh, injury situation going on where it's like the quarterback now it's the, you know, best defensive player, the number one wide receiver one, all this stuff. Like that. Like, if that doesn't happen to the Eagles, then they're going to win the division for sure. And so to get that at plus 150, love, love, love that take it. Probably my favorite bet that I made in the offseason as it was anyway, because I was just less about. Le- Less about being bullish on the Eagles, which I was anyway, but more about just being down on all the other teams, yeah. right? Like, I was just down on certainly the Cowboys, certainly the Commanders. And while I did bet an, uh, an all-over on the Giants, that was more of like the if the Giants played to their ultimate ceiling would be them getting to eight wins, right? I mean, that was like the the bet was like the for them to barely get over – you know, barely get under 500. So, I mean, I, that's kind of like when I'm, when I'm looking at all of this stuff – Sometimes your convictions do pay off. And then uh, as we talk about here with the bets, we regret. Yeah, well, they don't. I was going to say, and that's a correlated play, though, with your Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. ticket as well. And it makes a lot of sense why you're liking those things right now, because if he continues to be great on the offensive side of the ball and utilize his weapons properly and stays healthy, then the road is paved for them with just diamonds because of their schedule. And I, yeah, I love that for you. Absolutely. But like you mentioned, there are. Uh, some that are regrettable. And we share one, one of which yes. we share this one. We have overlap. We uh, were all right. Gotta gotta admit it. Gotta yeah. take the bullet. We gotta take the bullet. We were wrong about the Colts. Mm-hmm. Very 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 wrong 
when it comes to this Indianapolis team. I had them over their wins total and to win the division, and you had an even better number for them to win oh. the division. And it just is feels lost, it even was, despite how bad the division is. I just like looked at the I made this before they even made the Ryan deal because I knew they were moving away from Wentz, and then it was just like, okay, with that talent on that roster, if they can bring in a warm body that isn't like complete dust, then everything's going to be fine. Unfortunately, they brought in the warm body that is complete dust, and so – Look, that plus 160, that was a fantastic, fantastic number only to be put away and uh, thrown out to sea because they are not going to win the AFC South without it. It's just some sort of massive, massive turnaround, and I just can't see that happening for this team. And listen, I think we were right in the thinking. We were going in with, as far as like talent on the roster, they were the most talented team in that division. Now, did we think that the Jags were going to take a step forward? Probably, but certainly not enough to where they could win the division. And did we think that the, the Titans were going to take a step backwards and, and maybe not win? Yes. And I think that here's the deal, though. The, the Titans can take a step backwards and probably still yeah. win this division. Or the Jags overachieve even more than we well, thought. And that's like that's why I, I did take a small flyer on the Jaguars. I think they, mm -hmm. there is potential for them to overachieve. I didn't bet the Titans because I didn't really believe in them. And now that Derrick Henry starting to click a little bit, I probably – misread that a little mm. bit, but I just can't believe how off I was on this Indianapolis team. Matt Ryan's QBR is the worst of his entire career. And then you look through his previous, you know, just like stat lines year to year to year. The last time that he was anywhere, even in this wheelhouse was his rookie season. So you talk about being yeah. pre-soaked. He's no longer pre-soaked mm. in, in my mind. I'm certainly out on this team. And now, you know, this week with Jonathan Taylor, hopefully he gets back sooner rather than later, but just another adding insult to injury here. We still have a few more bets. We regret that we'll get to a little bit later as well as bets that we would make and maybe are yeah. as of today. today. Um, but when we come back, we're going to talk Major League Baseball. The 12-team postseason is set. Steve Buchanan, MLB betting analyst over DraftKings, is going to help walk us through it. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh. <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Back here on v Final Countdown, snack time meets game time with the Frito-Lay Snacks and Snaps series. Join six free fantasy football contests and draft your best lineups to fight for a share of $120,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Frito-Lay now to get in on the action. Frito-Lay, food for the fun of it. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, it's the final day of the Major League Baseball regular season and the 12-team MLB postseason field is officially set to help us break down all the action we bring in. DraftKings Major League Baseball betting analyst Steve Buchanan at SBuchanan24, who also, just by the way, the Twitter gif game has been so strong. You had the like Lady oh. Gaga jump off from the Super Bowl. It has the guy trying to get Aaron Judge's home run ball. It was a thing of beauty. Also, who knew you were just killing it with the bloopers for the commercials lately? You're just blowing my mind, my man. Well done. It's a hard life to live. I, I will say that. It's a very tough life to live. Well, you're crushing it. Got to tell you. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's get into some of these wild card series, though. Um, you know, it's upon us as the regular season wraps up. Guardians raise winner plays those Yankees that we were just referencing there. And one would think Guardians minus 130 favorite here. Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Cal Quantrill in game three, who's been amazing at home. 14-0 with a 2.88 ERA in 44 games, 34 starts at progressive field. Rays haven't been good on the road. Is this Cleveland's to lose or have they just looked good against the central? What's your view on this? Yeah, I think this is Cleveland's to lose. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes the full three games here. You know, I don't take too much stock into what they did during the regular season. Cause obviously the playoffs is a different animal, but Cleveland did beat the Rays in the season series four to two. And like you mentioned, Tampa is really bad on the road. They're 35 and 45 on the road this season. They are the only team in the playoffs that had a losing record on the road during the regular season. So I think that's something that really comes into play. I wouldn't be shocked if they win the first game, though, because they're going to be pitching Shane McClanahan, and Cleveland is very bad against lefties. They were 27th in runs scored during the regular seasons against lefties, hitting just 239 with a 646 OPS, both of those near the bottom of the league. 
But then after that, I think it really kind of, kind of opens up for the Guardians here. You mentioned Tristan McKenzie's going to be in there. You got Shane Bieber going, Cal Quantrill. I think they have the better rotation than the Rays after McClanahan. So I think that the Rays end up winning for the first game, but then Cleveland takes the next two, and then they go on and play those Yankees. If we look at the Blue Jays and Mariners, I think this is a, a, one of the more interesting series for me, just in particular, because I think that both of these teams are really, really, really in the mix for next year. But I, I'm, you know, again, they're here this year. Maybe they can get there. What do you think about this pitching matchup between these two teams? Because, again, if you look at the super high-end top-end for both of these both of these teams, I mean, it's there. And so I, I wonder if it's just – which team's going to get streakier over the course of three games? So how are you looking at this one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Mariners guy, so I'm going to put that bias aside, but I think the <laughs> Mariners win this series. Um, I mean, they did beat up on the Blue Jays during the mm-hmm. regular season. They went 5-2 and two in the regular series um, uh, during the regular season there, but I think the Mariners do have the pitching advantage, and that's where that's really going to come into play. Uh, most likely going to see Luis Castillo in Game 1 going against Alec Manoa. That's going to be a very tough matchup for both sides here, but really the big question mark that comes into play for me is how Kevin Gossman is going to be in these playoffs. We saw him depart in his last start, had a uh, cut on his middle finger on his throwing hand. He said it's not going to prevent him from pitching, but what if that reopens up and that happens during that game? He has to depart. The Blue Jays' bullpen has been extremely up and down for them all season long, where that's been one of the Mariners' biggest strengths during the regular season is how good their bullpen has been. When it comes to the offense, I think the Blue Jays have the clear advantage there, but when it really comes to the playoffs, we always talk about how pitching is at a premium. That's where I think the Mariners are going to have the advantage in this one here. You can get the Mariners to win this series at plus 140. Feels like a really nice number for a team that's pretty evenly matched up in almost all facets of the game. But I do like the underdog Mariners here. Bias aside, I'm not just saying that because that's my team. <laughs> I truly feel that in my bones. If you ask me who wins the league championship series against the Astros, I would give the Astros there. So just just prove that I'm not being biased. I have the Mariners losing the championship series, but I do think they win this one against the blue Jays plus plus one forty. I don't think that's a line that you can ignore. I know you're a young gun, only about 21 years old. So, you know, your first time seeing the Mariners in the playoffs, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> You've got it girl. <laughs> let's keep it moving to the national league though, because the Mets reward for having the NL East lead for 175 days is ultimately losing the division to the Atlanta Braves. And so now they have to face a Padres team with you Darvish, who has been tremendous against the Mets, uh, Blake Snell, who's on a run how tough a matchup is this for this Mets team that probably doesn't necessarily deserve to be in this position a tough one it's incredible that they're going to be playing in this wild card series when it didn't look like that all season long but I think the Padres end up prevailing in this wild card series here the biggest thing for me is worried about Jacob DeGrom the last few starts that he's made in the months of September is so unlike him six home runs allowed over his last four starts, 14 earned run in those last four starts. And maybe you say, okay, maybe he just faced a bunch of tough teams. He didn't. He faced the Braves. And of course that is a tough matchup, but then it's the athletics, the pirates and the Cubs. How are these offenses beating up on Jacob DeGrom? Now you have to go up against a Padres team who all of a sudden looks like they're starting to play. Well, finally, this is the time to start playing well, because after that trade deadline, And then the Fernando Tatis Jr. news, all of a sudden this team felt like it lost its identity. Now it's back. And the pitching for the Padres has really tightened it up over the past two weeks. 2.16 ERA for that rotation over the past two weeks. And Josh Hader, all of a sudden, 
remembered how to pitch in the month of September. One earned run allowed in his last 11 appearances. That was one of their big moves during the trade deadline. So if he starts to put it together and that rotation continues to be as good as they are, then the Padres are a very scary team. It feels like two teams that are going in opposite directions. The Mets is going in the direction you don't want them to go. The Padres are heading in the right direction. So I think the Padres do take this series when all said and done. Selling me on the plus 145. I like it. Well, Steve, mm. I mean, to kind of further that then, I mean, they're, they're the longest shot to win the NL. And I understand there's a lot to there's a lot that has to happen to win the NL, but they're 12-1. to 1. That does seem like a pretty big number for a Padres squad, which, by the way, when they made the acquisition of Juan Soto and they thought that Tatis was coming back, it was only like nine to one or something or whatever for them to win right. the NL. So like you're getting bigger odds now when their playoffs are already set than when you would have gotten two months ago. Here's the only thing I worry about though. The Dodgers have been their kryptonite all season long. They have beat up on them all during the regular season. I think the Padres were like something like four and 12 against them during the regular season. That's a big, big difference between the two teams there. So again, I feel like this is a team that if the Padres do prevail and go and, and are able to beat the Mets, I think they do end up falling to the Dodgers. So while the odds are enticing, they have a very, very tough road to reach the world series. Cardinals minus 135 favorites against the Phillies in the final wild card. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I don't really have too much of, of a thought on this one here. I think the Cardinals do prevail in this one here. I mean, the Phillies really limped into the playoffs here. I mean, for a while, it looked like they had that third wild card spot all wrapped up. Then the Brewers started to play better again, where the Phillies are going in the wrong direction. There's just a lot of holes you can poke in this Phillies team. And, and one of the things that's always overlooked is how bad their defense is. Like, there's a number of games that they really blew because of how bad their defense is. And while that's not going to be, you know, one of the more important things here, it's it's a real factor for me uh, and that offense. The pitching has just shown how really hot and cold that they can get. Whereas the Cardinals have been the more consistent team all throughout the year. I love their offense that the Cardinals have going in here. So it's great that the Phillies made it to the playoffs. I don't think they stand much of a chance here against the Cardinals. So I would lean to the Cardinals in this one here. Uh, but this was another one here that I don't have a real strong feel on it. I just feel like the the excuse me, the Phillies have a lot more holes in this team than the Cardinals do. All right, Steve, let's look at the big picture here then. What about the AL and the NL to win the whole thing? Yeah, so I think right now, I think the Braves are the team that I'd be putting my money on to win the World Series. I mean, they just are so good in every facet of the game, whether it's the rotation, whether it's the offense, whether it's the bullpen. I mean, for the longest time, they were batting the current Rookie of the Year candidate in Michael Harris in the nine spot. He was beating every single category in all of Major League Baseball and every offensive one that you could want. Home runs, average, on-base percentage. And that was the guy who was batting ninth. Like, they finally moved him up in the lineup where we're hitting and he's hitting where he should be. But that team is just so tough to beat. And when they start getting on a roll, which they have been really in the month of September and heading into October, they're nearly impossible to beat. Like there's no easy outs in that lineup Then throw in a really strong rotation too, as well. And they have one of the easier paths now to the world series because they took that division. That was so important and crucial for them. Now they can set the rotation that they want in the divisional series. I think when all is said and done, I think Atlanta ends up prevailing and they are your world series champions for this season. If that is the case and they go back to back, there will be no living with my significant other. He will just not stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much. As always, Steve, you're awesome. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Steve Buchanan of DraftKings. Make sure you give him a follow him at SBuchanan24. But for real, like, so my fiance is a Carolina Panthers fan and 
the fact that he has the Braves is like all he has because of what we've had to see with Matt Rule and, and the situation there with Baker Mayfield. The Braves are just, I don't know if I can handle if he's that happy again. I'm going, go Phillies. Go Phillies? I'm going go to go Phillies. Pod Squad. Let's go, 12 to 1. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is in full swing, and for everything you need to know before betting this week, make sure you're subscribing to VSIN Pro. With VSIN Pro, you get full access to everything we do, which includes our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made from VSIN show hosts and guests. You get 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering each game all year long, pro tools, and pro tips, which are updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access. Everything we do now through the Super Bowl for 175 bucks or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the sports betting network. Andy McNeil would love to know that it is 238.34 Canadian. You said it before I even had the opportunity. Yeah. Andy McNeil. Well done. Hey, Andy, if you had to buy it, which you don't because you get it for free. I still cannot believe that you said Ryan Reynolds after I already said Ryan Reynolds. Like, you clearly just were not listening to no, my no. Canadian father earlier. I had to look up that he was Canadian. I, of course he was. Why would I have said it if he wasn't? I don't know, man. He doesn't seem Canadian, does he? What seems Canadian? I don't know. You heard Andy You're talk. He doesn't talk. He doesn't hole. talk like a Andy hole. talks. Um, he probably yeah. doesn't spell honor like Andy spells honor and all that stuff like they that. They do you know? spell center different as Yeah, well. and all of that. Um, speaking of which, first time that there's going to be a playoff series at Rogers Center since 2016. Pretty cool um, as Toronto and the Mariners go head-to-head. But we're talking football here, and I am kicking myself, actually, that I didn't ask Steve Buchanan when he was on with us. Since mm-hmm. we're doing this exercise about the preseason bets we regret, the bets we like, the bets that we would make now, why, since we were asking him about the bets that he's making now, we didn't ask him. Hey, which MLB teams did you have a really, really good read on and you're super proud of now that the season is over? And where were you a little off? Because I personally was a little off about the Diamondbacks being mediocre. I thought they were going to be god-awful. And so I hammered their season win total under, to which went out the window pretty pretty soon. Yeah, I'm trying to think which one. Oh, for me, the Brewers, for sure. So I had Brewers over win total. I also had Brewers to win. The uh, the central and so that didn't that didn't pan out at all very I've well. Done well on my my two futures tickets with with regards to the whole thing so far that the Padres and the Braves are still in it and my Braves division. So I feel good about those, but my season win totals were bad, which is also where I've been a failure in the NFL as we continue to recap some of the bets that we regret. There were bets that we like, for yes. the record. We, we already, we got already to talked those. about those. Rewind the show Look if you're back listening to this in deal. podcast form. Yeah. We are crushing it with a few mm-hmm. of these. But my Decent pro subscription. You, dude, you can go back and rewatch the show like, and all that, yeah. These season win totals, I mm-hmm. just, I hate them. So the Colts... Over 10, I hate. It's all my overs that I don't yeah. like, by the way. The Raiders over eight and a half, I hate. And the Steelers, oh, I like want to. Yeah. I threw up in my mouth as I said Steelers just yeah. now because the over seven and a half ain't happening with what we have seen to this point. And that was after I got so excited week one when they win a game they absolutely probably like, should not have. 
Yes. And then over three. You're yeah. I mean the one over three, and it's going to go downhill. I think the only one that has at least a little bit of life, weirdly enough, might Vegas? be might be the Raiders. But it's like that's even still right. I mean, like probably completely dead. But well, like that one at least has at least has a little bit of hope. That's an interesting exercise that I want to do either today or tomorrow. Is looking at the one in three teams right now that you think still have life. And the three and one teams that probably don't deserve to be three and one and who you think might be dead in the water despite their early record. But let, let's keep this going with you. Mm. And and we talked about the Colts already, but that's Seahawks all to under. You didn't I expect had, Gino to be Gino. I had, had no idea that I was getting like the very best version of Gino Smith that could ever <laughs> happen in the history of the entire world. But I did. And that's where we sit right now. Now, listen. I still look through this schedule for them, and I'm not completely sold that they get over this, but I do believe that my, I'm staring down the barrel of a push, I think, right here on the under of five. Because if you take a look where they're going from here, they're underdogs to the Saints this week and, and, and should be. They'll be underdogs to the Cardinals. They'll be underdogs to the Chargers. Now, they get the Giants, and depending on what version of the Giants and how the, what that quarterback situation has panned out to be and all that, that one would be interesting. So that could be another win. Remember, they, they've, they've only got two wins, right? So they, need, they would need four for this ticket to die. So the Giants, I think, is certainly a winnable game for them. They also have the Panthers, which I think is definitely a winnable game for them. The Jets, which is a certainly a winnable game for them. Now, they've got to get that fourth game out of some of these other ones where, again, they're going to be pretty big dogs. Bucks, Raiders, Rams, Niners, Chiefs, Rams again. Like, they're going to be dogs, pretty big dogs in all of those. So, they've got to sneak a fourth win out of one of those teams that they're going to be big dogs to. Which, look, with the way the offense is playing right now, if the defense can, like, somehow stop a team for just, you know, a quarter or something somewhere <laughs> along the way, then maybe they can get there. So I, I kind of feel like I'm staring down the barrel of a push with that one, but I'm not feeling great about winning it by any stretch. I'm going to ask you a stupid question. Mm -hmm. There are no stupid questions. Only, what do they say? Only, never mind. Go ahead. Let's yeah. say that Seattle just goes off. Mm -hmm. Is it worth, I mean, considering everybody in the division right now is two and two. Seattle's sitting there 20 to oh, one. No, way. no <laughs> chance. Well, okay. You're right. No chance. I, it's, I'm just throwing it out there. I got, yes. I'm an idea, man. No but chance. No chance. If Geno Smith and what he's doing with this offense is the slightest bit sustainable, I think they're going to win a lot more games than we anticipated for them. And I'm just like looking at some of his numbers, 77.3% completion percentage, the best in the league right now, third in QBR. That 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 completion percentage is also the highest for any quarterback with at least 125 passes through four games of an NFL season period. Um, and he's pushing the ball downfield. He's, I don't know, he's just looking a lot better than I anticipated well, him to be. And if that offense continues to click, I think they can win games. The thing is, though, it's like if you look, though, they played two good defenses and they only got seven points against the Niners. They only got 17 points against the Broncos, right? So it's kind of like, I think when they face these bad defenses, they'll certainly have a bunch of success. When they face competent defenses, then I think it's going to be a struggle, right? And so, and they have a mixed bag on their schedule between yes. who's competent and who's awful. And well, I mean, like I said, so I I think they're super live against the Panthers and Jets. Obviously, the Giants I think is super super live. 
if you give them all three of those wins, I'm already dead as far as winning my yeah. ticket, right? Like I'm pushing already. I think they can split with the Cardinals. And then, and then, right. And then, so they just have to find one more win for that ticket to die. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to, like you said, either split with the Cardinals or, you know, is there a chance that the Raiders, you know, stumble on the road? Cause it would be Very a, you know, a home game for the Seahawks, like the Raiders stumble on the road. So, I mean, I think that ticket is is likely dead, but for sure, I think I'm pushing it at best. I'm just hoping to get my money back. And your Russell Wilson MVP bet. Oh. <laughs> so this was, and, and so listen, to be fair, this was a number grab, right? I happened to be sitting on the Twitter machine when like the rumbling of like, oh, wow, he's going to get traded started to come through. I rushed to the sports book. I look, I'm like, okay, whatever number I get is going to be far, far, far better than whatever is available as soon as this trade goes there was 30 to ones available. Sure enough. It, I mean, it instantly went down to like 18 or 17 or 18 or whatever, something like that. So the thinking behind it was correct, but that ticket is already complete and utter garbage, honestly, because of the ways he, these other quarterbacks, but like he could, he could turn it on and be the Russell Wilson of old, even for the rest of the season. And I don't know if he could catch Josh Allen mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes yeah. and, and, jo- and Jalen and, 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 uh, and Hurts. So it's kind of like for me. You got to stop keeping Lamar Jackson out of that group. And Lamar. Okay. <laughs> and Lamar. And Lamar. Seriously, though. And Lamar. But it's, so it's like, it's like I, he, Russell Wilson could be like Russell Wilson of old and yeah. we wouldn't even get. We wouldn't even well, get and that's why as we kind of shift our focus to bets that we like currently uh, as far as like in-season futures that you can make. One of mine is I like the Broncos season win total under the nine as I went through their schedule and missed the mm-hmm. playoffs minus 130. It's not like the greatest price in the world, but I, I fired on it pretty quickly because I think that number is just going to get higher and higher and I don't have faith in them going very far. Yeah. I like Kenny Pickett offensive rookie of the year. We listen, we warned you. We warned you. The number's gone. It's eight to mm-hmm. one. Now it was double this whenever we were screaming, Hey, get the ticket in your account. But even at eight to one, here's the thing. If they go to him for the rest of the year, this team's going to be bad and he's going to get to throw a ton. Cause when you're trailing, do you, you think that he throw. can, he can overachieve? He could, he I don't even think he has to is the thing really? to win this because like they're going to be down so many games where just running, you know, Najee Harris in the middle of the line ain't going to work, right? He's going to have to just throw and throw and throw. So he's going to have pretty decent counting. Stats. It's funny that you're out here with rookie of the year and Steelers to have the fewest wins hand in yeah. hand and bets that you wouldn't fire on yeah. now. Yeah. And Steelers <laughs> to, to, yeah, to have the fewest wins in the NFL. Cause again, I think they're going to be really bad with a rookie yeah. quarterback. And so, you know, and it's more about the number with this one too. Like you're getting seven and a half to one for them to have the fewest wins. I thought that was a pretty generous price, especially with, the schedule that they have ahead of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to step aside here, but when we come back, something that we didn't really get to earlier that we teased is who's going to have the most passing yards and receiving yards in the NFL this year. One of those bets that I am interested in right now, I feel like you probably think okay. is gross, All right, but I really Let's like see. it. Yeah. This player is third in the NFL currently in passing yards. His team is brutal. But I think it's 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 live at 20 to 1. So stick around to find out who that person is, as well as other potential options in the market. Don't go anywhere. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? 
backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Just like the scorching hot weather out here in Vegas, Fox 89 sports degrees are heating up here on, on Wednesday. Rivers online sportsbook. Bet Rivers, your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, hoops, and hockey. And now's a great time to join Bet Rivers because new bettors get up to 500 bucks in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code sports. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Welcome back Is to Jason Final Countdown. Uh-huh. You always are so weird. Um, We are continuing what has been a very interesting exercise today, going through the bets that we don't necessarily feel so high on from the preseason futures market going into the NFL season where we sit here at the quarter mark. Uh, bets that we love as well as bets that we are interested in placing currently. And, and, and seriously, like, I don't want to like cut this short. I mean, I, I'm not just doing this for the exercise here. Like I do believe that they want to give this to a, to a quarterback and like, he's the only rookie quarterback mm-hmm. that's going to get any significant time this year. He and being Kenny Pickett, by the way, he being Kenny Pickett. And I think that at eight to one, even though the odds did get cut in half again, we warned you. <laughs> Should have had it in the account already. But I do think even at 8-1, to one, it's going to be a bad team 
that can't control the clock. They're going to be playing from behind. He's going to put up some pretty decent counting stats, right? And so it's going to come down to do we give it to the quarterback with the pretty good counting stats or do we give it to one of the receivers? Because there's not a running back that's going to make a difference. So it's going to come down to quarterback versus wide receiver. And I think there's a decent chance that quarterback wins out. I like it. Um, I one one that I think that is interesting in the bankroll is Nick Bosa for defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons is the favorite right now, but at six to one, I still think that it's a good enough number knowing how how good this 49ers defense is and that he's the one leading the charge leads the NFL currently in sacks with six. And I think that that's a number he's just going to continue to pad throughout the course of the year. Um, And is is an interesting selection, I think, especially against some of the offenses that they're going to play on that schedule. I also have Jared Goff to have the most passing yards sitting at 20 to one. And I know that probably sounds a little bit bizarre when you hear those words. We don't talk by the way about, these beforehand because we want to have genuine discussion yes. whenever we get in here. Like, so my last one being lions, few like lions under, yes. under six and a half, like lions under six and a half wins was not like in to combat her or anything. It's we really and truly did this all completely independent. So. And I don't think that one of those things like necessarily means the it, other's not going to happen. It, it actually, <laughs> it actually moves in your favor. Actually, if, if they are, if they're not winning games, then it's going to be Jared Goff dropping yes. back like, like he's doing right now. Because the defense is yeah. so bad, he's going to have to continue to throw the ball at an absurd pace. And I, I look at even this last week's game against the Seattle Seahawks where he didn't have his top weapons there. You don't mm-hmm. have Amon Ross St. Brown, and he's still able to have the production that he does. So looking through their schedule, the Lions, they only play four more games against teams that have a top 10 defense. And the same thing when it comes to passing yards, specifically top 10 passing defense. Um, everybody else is relatively middle of the pack, bottom half of the league defensively. And he's a guy who averages 37 pass attempts per game at this point, the lowest passing yardage that he's had in a single game so far, 215. He's third in the NFL where things sit right now behind Justin Herbert and Josh Allen. And if you're constantly playing behind your defense is so bad, he's going to have to throw the ball. Oh no. 20 to one. I I like it. I I love it. And that's half the reason why a lot of this, you know, has to do with why I took him at, I mean, the, the lines at under six and a half wins. I mean, they have one win right now. So I don't get why I'm getting this under, under six and a half at mm-hmm. plus plus one fifteen. because if you look at their schedule, if they don't sneak out a win against new England this week, where they are still short dogs, it's Dallas, Miami, green Bay. You're not thinking they're winning any of those. Now they get Chicago. That's one of the six that they need to get over this number. New York could be two of the six that they need. Then it's Buffalo, Jacksonville, Minnesota. You going to think they're winning any of those? Probably not. They get Carolina, they get the Jets, and they get Chicago. Those are five. And again, they're going to have to win all five of the games that they should win. They still have, they need a sixth win in there somewhere to get over this six and a half. And here's the thing. Is it out of the realm of possibility for them not to win these five games that, you know, again, with a defense like that, is it out of the realm of possibility that the Jets could figure out a way that the that the Bears by week 17 have actually figured out how to throw a forward pass or whatever, you know, I mean, yeah. so uh, to me, for them to get six more wins this season seems crazy. And to, what I was more drawn to is the it's plus money right? for them to get six more wins this season with this defense. And so I, I, I really do like that. I think they could be a really good ATS team as an yes. underdog, but as far as winning games outright, I'm not so confident 
versus the way that I felt coming into the year. Um, but let's keep looking at this regular season mm. passing yards prop in general. I like a little bit of a long shot in Jared Goff. And what was making me giggle a little bit earlier was I thought you were going to come for me because of your thought process on Matt Ryan, who's available at 30 to one. And he's a top five um, player mm -hmm. in passing yardage right now with 1,125 yards. Um, but... I think that there's a little bit of a different situation here where almost all of Matt Ryan's passing yards to your point earlier have come in garbage time situations. Yeah. And I think this is a pretty good lesson in, in all of this as well is like, you got to look at regression for some of these guys, right? I mean, some people start off incredibly hot or, in, or incredibly poor one way or the other. Right. But your preseason notion, your preseason projections, your preseason predictions and all of that, a lot of times it will come back towards the mean, right? It will come mm -hmm. back towards the center. So if they start out super, super low or super, super high, most likely they drift back somewhere towards where you had them coming back into the season. Now, there will be outliers, no doubt about it. But most of the time, there is some regression here. And that's something when we're looking at these markets and things to just understand that regression is going to be kicking. Yeah, in. absolutely. Great pro tip. Again, searchable on vcin.com. We have 20 of them throughout the course of the day. Every single show on the network, every sport as well. But just understand regression. If a player or team is greatly over or underachieved mm -hmm. in a small sample size like we see here so far in the NFL in a certain category, despite what yeah. we thought, in terms of the preseason projections, just remember that, hey, things are going to even out at some point. And, and let's not forget, like this Colts team at the end of the day wants to be more of a run team with Jonathan Taylor right. and all that. I mean, like that's this is him throwing as many times as he has and having to throw for this many yards doesn't it, it doesn't make sense for this team and the identity of this team. So anyway, it, it, looking at this market, I think golf is very interesting that you have him at 20 to one mainly for. Uh, a few of the different reasons that that you mentioned. Other thing is, is like I think this receiving core, just because they don't have a super super standout guy, is a little bit underrated. And mm -hmm. I also think what's not priced into this is they're going to get Jamison Williams back at the middle of the right. in the middle of the season as well. So like you are going to add to what is already an offense that's been able to move the ball through the air, and you're going to get back one of the most prolific playmakers in college football of the last 10 years mm -hmm. that is, you know, would have been one of the top five picks in the draft, at least top 10 picks in the draft if he didn't have the injury. And they are, you know, they knew they weren't going to compete this year. Look, you could have given the Lions like true. They, were, they knew they were going to yeah. compete this year. So it made sense for them to take a guy with incredibly high upside that slips in the draft due to injury because, look, they're not going to win this year anyway, so whatever. So now you get him back for the stretch run as well. You add him to St. Brown. You add him to Chark. You add him to all this. Uh, to, I mean, they're doing this right now, feeding TJ Hawkinson yeah. and Josh Reynolds. Yeah. So, so I think that is a fantastic, fantastic look. Any other name for sure. that you think is worth? I mean, here's the thing so do we understand why these guys are where they're at justin okay. herbert and josh right, allen like, are favorites like for a reason. we get it and the thing with allen at at the four to one and the reason why he's favored and the reason he's likely to be right there at the very end they are the bills for the last two years have given us their identity and it is we will pass the ball every single time if we have to they do not square peg round hole at all joe burrow on the other hand i would not play at 10 to one because zach taylor still wants to run even when it is so incredibly negative EV for them Joe to run. Joe Mixigan has 82 carries yes. at this point and is averaging like, what, 2.6 yes. yards per carry? And, and Zach Taylor will run him into the middle of the line 20 times a game, no matter what, come hell or high water, it doesn't matter. So, like, Burrow at 10 to 1, not a good one. Allen at 4, even at 4 to 1, you're kind of like, look, they're going to throw a lot, and they don't care about throwing 
a ton. So that makes sense. Stafford, no way at 16 to 1. They haven't got this figured out. Brady at 18 to 1 is mildly interesting if you believe that the receiving core is gonna is gonna stay healthy yeah. and whatever and all that. That's at least mildly interesting for them. But I think your golf at 20 to 1, like if I had to make a bet today, yeah. That would be the bet that I would make. Two is in the same price range right now, and we know he's not even available to play currently, right. and we don't know his health status moving forward. So, interesting. Yes. I like, I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. I think Jared's really going to really gonna surprise like some people. Like we said, he's got weapons coming back. He's got weapons yes. coming back. Um, Tomorrow, like I mentioned earlier, we are going to do that little one and three, three and one, teams that we think are going to exceed expectations and get out of the funk that yeah. is a one and three start versus teams that maybe are a little bit of a paper tiger sitting at three and one. Don't believe the hype quite as much. Don't expect a lot of bets from me tomorrow on this Thursday night football game. Well, it's not also, happening. Well, it's also, not happening. Though, Spoiler alert, yes, it's not happening. But I was going to say, because today was such mm. a futures-heavy conversation, tomorrow we will dive through the week five list go game by game give you all of the goods so stick with us we're gonna have some fun tomorrow and keep it locked on vsin because vsin prime time with tim and sean is coming up next hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was so cool I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.